GM Jenko, how are you, What's man? What's up, Carlo? How are you? Well, I'm excited. Um, feels good in the space over the last couple of days. I know uh, there's debate about the significance of this recent ruling uh, in the Ripple XRP case, but it certainly uh, is at least progress and certainly was a, definitely changed was a sentiment. Blow and it got people rallied for sure. Um, there was a lot of feeling like looking for things to be optimistic about building up to yesterday, including our talk with Spotty. Yo, for sure. What's good? He's on the, he's on the mic. What's up? What's Thank good, you. man? Uh, sorry, I'm a couple minutes late. Super excited to talk to you guys. I, I think you guys are talking about XRP. Is that right? Yes. Man. Elizabeth, join the conversation. Good morning. Ah, good morning. Um, there's just the BlackRock news as well as happening right now. So just keep that in mind. Oh, God. What happened with good that? Good things. BlackRock got approved? No, he's talking about live, uh, talking about how it's the future of did like transactions so yeah that yep. larry fink has been i saw pro. that he's been pretty pro um listen we could talk all day about that stuff i don't know how much time we have with spotty i want to dig in carlo let's like escape from the chaos of the of the breaking news i for agree 20 or 40 or 60 minutes as long as we can go um yes it's a safe space Spot- spotty what is good <laughs> How are you? How's how's wifey spotty? How's how's everything? Tell us. Catch us up. Man, I'm so good, man. First, it's great to connect with you guys. You know, glad to be back on the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, we're good, man. We've had a really great year, you know, busy year, like like in the spring. It was nonstop. Um conferences and events and things like that nft la nft new york i don't even remember where else you going to china i don't know bro i gotta see i gotta see i gotta see i gotta see see. i'm 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 trying to figure out if i can make it make sense you know i mean i'm trying to say like i'm I'm about to making some calls i'm I'm back channeling right now i mean if you yuga's not a, a regular listener but they should be making it happen you shouldn't have to make it happen spot well, is the original i appreciate you saying that no um I, I definitely want to go uh we want to go uh but i've got this other thing in november uh also that i'm planning so that's going to be really yes prime. you know that's going to be prime time for me um i think there's a non-zero chance that maybe the things that I'm working on in November and the things that you are working on in November, there may be some potential for cross pollination, you know, cross, you know, collaboration. Uh, but we're, you know, I'm, I'm trying to explore that right now. But uh, as of now, I, I've, I'm not sure if I'll be in Hong Kong. I would really love to go, though, for sure. I'm going to hand it over to Carlo. You guys chat. He's got some some questions. He wants your opinion on on things. It's been about 11 months since we were together on this show last so i'm glad you've been busy we've been following along and and rooting you on some of us have gotten to to see some live stuff um carlo take it away i'll jump back in when you're ready and 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 we can wrap up the combo spot spotty as long as you have give us but i know how. oh i'm around don't don't worry don't worry i'm I'm always excited to talk to you guys and um i think that uh, i have a a lot of time so I'm, i'm around Awesome. Well, delighted to have you. We usually go about an hour. I got to run to court today, so that kind of has to be a hard stop for me. But Ooh. I can keep it open as long as uh, Jenko can carry carry the conversation. Spotty, I wanted to bring you back, number one, to talk about what you're doing. And it sounds like an exciting and, and, very, uh, and very interesting thing that you're doing as far as pivoting into the metaverse. Uh, can we call it the Spottyverse? That's my first question. Yeah, we could call it the Spottyverse. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. This is, so the Spottyverse is like an umbrella term. The Spottyverse crosses uh, all into all different realms and digital worlds. Uh, and I am, I, I am focusing my entry on Spotty Land, which is in the central land. I love it. Before we jump into what you're doing, kind of give us the state of the union for NFTs and music 
it's been a rough ride for NFTs, obviously, with Blur and with the farming and with the disappearance of royalties. And, you know, you hold a special place for us, Spotty, because you've been to law school. So you're kind of you're kind of an honorary for us as far as Lexline, because you've you've seen both sides and you've been through law school, though you're not a lawyer. But you were one of the most innovative people in NFTs. And, you know, the big selling point for NFTs early on was artists can retain royalties on future sales. This is a breakaway, especially for musicians from the traditional record label model. What are you doing right now to adjust to the market and how it's changing? I'm really curious to know, because I think there's a lot of young musicians out there that would benefit from listening to this if they're on the fence about whether to jump into music NFTs or go the traditional record label or Spotify route. What are you doing right now to pivot given what's happening in the market? Okay, man, that's a big one. That's a big question. Uh, so, you know, first, just in terms of my view of the market, um, well, I wish I had been a little bullish on crypto uh, a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. That's one thing. <laughs> I wish, you know, I've been sidelined. I've been sidelined for a little while now. So um, this big run up in the crypto world, cryptocurrency world, you know, um, I'm still in the I'm in I'm definitely in the disbelief stage. I'm waiting. I'm hoping for a big, uh, you know, a, a, a nice dip Uh you know, I'm, I'm sidelined right now in, in crypto pretty much for the most part. When it comes to NFTs, um, and, and by the way, I'm nervously sidelined, uh, but I'm uh, in, in NFTs, I've sort of pivoted to where I stopped thinking about NFTs as a revenue stream uh, a while ago. You know, I, I've started thinking uh, as, as NFTs more as a marketing channel. And, and my goal is less about, you know, a lot of people know me from a headline from a complex article in 2021 that says, you know, meet the crypto punk rapper who sold 200 K worth of NFTs in 60 seconds. And that's a like really, you know, really clickbaity headline. And then you read the story about the six months that led up to those 60, that, those 60 seconds. Um, and, you know, I would say since things really started to drop in last summer, um, I started thinking of NFTs less as about like uh, a, a direct to consumer revenue stream and more as a, a free, an almost free, uh, other than gas fees, you know, marketing opportunity to get in as many wallets as possible to build awareness of my music with all sorts of potential music fans that are into Web3, but maybe, maybe aren't like shopping for music NFTs. So you've seen me do a lot of free drops, uh, free drops for my OG collectors uh drops that are on like web 2.5 platforms where you can log in with a gmail account or with a facebook account and you don't need a it, it's a um a custodial wallet built into the platform so you don't really need to set up your own wallet but you could claim a free nft if you uh favorite my song or heart my song on spotify you know or pre-save my song on spotify so coming up with and identifying other opportunities to use the technology and my familiarity with it and use that to benefit what I'm doing and build and grow awareness of what I'm doing without necessarily trying to sell a bunch of NFTs. I have done some sales. Like I did a song with Snoop. We did that as an NFT. We priced that one at 0.1, you know? So when we, we did a sale, but we said, you know what? We don't want to sell a million. Well, I would love, let me, let me back up. <laughs> I would love to sell a million of these at 0.1, but the goal here is to put something out that's really premium. That's, uh, you know, that that is um, so kind of diversifying my NFT portfolio of what I'm offering, where I have a breadth of like, okay, entry points. Okay, here's some that are higher supply, more affordable. Here are some that are more rare, and um, also focusing my on my releases and having like parallel paths where I'm doing the Web three thing you know, releasing NFTs either on my own or through platforms like sound.xyz or Showtime, but then also having sort of a parallel but distinct Web2 strategy where I've been fortunate to do these collabs with Snoop and with Bun B and Jim Jones and, and other artists, Alan Kingdom and Psalm One. And I got a song with Stocks coming out on Saturday. And working with other artists to then, you know, shout from the mountaintops from their platforms as well, you know, partnering with them on social media content, music videos, press releases, and press was a big part of my strategy in this bear market as well. I figure that 
these things are cyclical. And when the bull market comes back, there are going to be a lot of artists and collectors and music fans that say, oh, you know, NFTs are back. You know, what did I miss in the music scene? What have people been doing in the music side of crypto and NFTs? And so press, you know, provides those breadcrumbs for people a year from now or two years from now when they're going back and doing their research. Fantastic. Um, I love that. I I got a follow up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I want to make an ask of everybody out there, if you could please retweet this one. I think this is an important conversation. I'd love to bring as many people in as we can. Actually, Carlo, I I got two more quick hits. I know know I'm kind of talking uh, rambling, but my other two quick things was I am coming out with my own marketplace for spotty NFTs. Uh, So like, perfect. You'll you'll, you'll have so so this has actually been ready for me to roll out for a minute, but um, I wanted to align it with some other rollouts and announcements and updates to our website. But I partnered with Origin, who created the Pudgy Penguins uh, custom marketplace, uh, which I'm really a big fan of everything the Penguins are doing. And anybody that Luca works with, I figure, is, is already somebody I should be getting to know. So I got to know the folks at Origin. They created a custom marketplace for me. So I'm no longer going to be sending people to OpenSea or to Blur or to Rarible, even though I really like Rarible, to be honest. Uh, but I'll just be sending them to, it's not live yet. Don't, don't try yet, but spottywifi.com backslash marketplace or backslash NFT. You'll be able to go see all my collections and find them in a one-stop shop where I do uh, enforce a 10% royalty. And of course, if you want, you could go to my marketplace and you could, it, we're aggregating listings from OpenSea and Blur. If you want, you could open a new tab and just avoid my 10%. That's fine. And maybe in the future, I will reward people, you know, super shoppers and super users of my marketplace, you know, where I do uh, enforce the 10% royalty. So that's one way I'm thinking about that. And then metaverse, you know, metaverse being another pivot that we'll talk about more, but that's my other thing in this market is just going where I think the puck is bound to go back to rather than where everybody's focused at right now as a, as a herd. That's exactly why I wanted to talk to you because I knew that you would be thinking ahead 10 steps and are you going to, are you considering, I have a, I have a follow-up question, but you brought up something interesting for the existing tokens. Are you considering any kind of a change in the, in the contracts to direct them towards your, your, your marketplace and changing the, the royalty structure, or are you still going to leave them available on those other marketplaces? Uh, you know, I, I can't even say that I've, that I've explored or fully educated on myself on what type of changes I, I could implement to limit or restrict availability on other marketplaces. But I would say I take pride in the fact that I haven't, I don't, to my memory, I don't think I've changed any metadata on any of my releases or anything like that. I don't, I'm not as much of a purist about that probably as I might've been in the past. Um, but it's not something that I'm actively looking to do uh, unless I really have, feel a strong, a strong reason to. And ultimately you know, I'm not thinking about NFTs, even secondary royalties. I'm not thinking of that as, an, as a real revenue driver right now. So I'm not too worried about any lost commissions, to be honest. To me, it's, I, I would wrap the benefit of being on platforms like OpenSea or even Blur outweighs the potential loss of royalties. I'd rather, I'd rather someone save 10% but happily add me to their wallet than limit where they can find me or, or limit on ramps. Okay. Here's my ask before we pivot to the spotty verse. I would love to generate a clip right now for everyone out there who's a young musician, who's thinking about breaking into music and to hear from the OG, what is the secret sauce? What is the roadmap that you would recommend to any young musician who's considering? And the reason I'm asking that question spotty is because I think we're seeing a turnaround. I think we're going to see renewed interest in NFTs and blockchain, new use cases for NFTs. And I think it's still relatively new, uncharted ground where I suspect a very, very creative musician can still make a dent in the world in this space by developing a thousand true fans and a bespoke niche audience. I would love for you to set the table for how someone should execute on that vision because I think that's going to be a very valuable piece of content going forward. Okay, so my, my advice right now, my, my general view is just 
Think big and focus small. You know, when I started in 2021, I started by entering the CryptoPunk community, which is a very privileged position to be able to start. But I found an, a micro community within a niche, you know, within a, a, a very small world of crypto. You know, I it was like zoom in, zoom in, zoom, double click. And, and there I found the CryptoPunk community. And I built from there, you know, I built spotty Wi-Fi, the character and, and identified myself as the best only crypto punk rapper alive, you know, and uh, you, you can do that with other types of skill sets, other, other mediums of artistry or creation. And you can do it with other types of communities and sub communities, but basically just nerd out, find what you love and dive into it. And don't, don't pressure yourself into trying to create something that you think millions of people are going to love and that is going to play at halftime of the Super Bowl. Just create something that, you're, that you love and that you think the people in your micro community are going to love also. You know, that's how I started in 2021. And that's why I tweeted recently that what I'm working on right now in the metaverse is giving me early 2021 vibes for, for that reason. Perfect setup, my man. Tell us what you're building. I know there's an election coming up because you have a proposal pending. And if you want to pin anything up about that, you are welcome to. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I will pin up uh, a map, uh, the, the first glimpse of, uh, of Spottyland that we released yesterday. Uh, but basically, you know, I have a real soft spot for Decentraland. Uh, my first performance ever as Spotty Wi-Fi was in Decentraland at the Board Ape Yacht Club's Riverboat Casino, the grand opening of their Riverboat Casino. Uh, I that was in August of 2021 or, or September. I performed at the Decentraland Metaverse Music Festival in 2021. I performed on the main stage of the music festival last year. Uh, I opened for Soldier Boy at the Fashion Week opening party in April this year in Decentraland. So Decentraland over the lifespan of spotty Wi-Fi, uh, the, the, the cartoon rapper, you know, the metaverse rapper, Decentraland has been the home of several milestone moments, really, really uh, incredible moments on this journey for me. And I love Decentraland. After the fashion, uh, fashion week this year in April, started talking to some collaborators about the idea of, you know, pitching our own music fest or our own show, concert, et cetera. So we started working on this idea. Uh, and recently I purchased 95 parcels into central land, which is the equivalent of like three acres. Uh, it's on two different estates that are neighbors to each other. And so what I pinned to the top is our first glimpse at a park, uh, at a, at a map of spotty land and what we're building. Uh, and I have partnered with Bun B. Bun B is one of my partners on this is and my my longtime partner Stephen Clark who's one half of Spotty Wi-Fi he's pretty much the back of house the producer and also some really talented people from Guy and Footwear which is a smart footwear company uh in that that is very active in the central land we've come together to develop a music festival that is going to be the kickoff event in November to unveil Spottyland and with Spottyland I'm looking to re-envision re fan engagement and re-envision content distribution and music distribution, because what I'm building is it's a cyberpunk theme park. Think if, you know, Mickey has Disneyland, well, Spotty has Spottyland. And uh, it is a festival venue where we have, you know, large scale events and the outdoor, you know, metaverse festival, festival grounds. Then in the South, we have a more consistent, uh, consistently programmed nightclub, which is a three by three nightclub there. Um, and a lot of retail space. So we're going to have basically a whole shopping center where, you know, you're able to go to the barbershop and get your leopard print spotty hair. You're able to go to the salon and get the wifey makeup kit or the, the hair. You're able to go to the tattoo shop, get the wearable tattoos, et cetera, et cetera. And it's gamified. It's gamified. There are quests. I have a comic book coming out. So some of the other characters that you might know from my music or from my tweets, like Gold Rilla, like DJ Mad Skells, like Stray Charles, some of these different characters will be there to send you on quests and help you unlock prizes and, and giveaways and things like that as you go around and collect tokens and perform other quests 
on the map. So this is going to hopefully be something new for the live music experience when we launch with the festival and then more consistently uh, throughout the year when I'm rolling out new songs, new music videos, new comic books, collabs, etc. in the same way that for a new song, I might have a TikTok dance. Well, now I'm going to have an emote that you can collect and do your dance in Decentraland. In the same way, I might have a t-shirt on my Shopify store. I'll have the, the wearables mall where you can get the latest merch for the, the latest drop, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's going to be home base for all updates for Spotty and uh, an interactive way for my fans to connect where I'll be spending a lot of time there live as well. I love it. Very, very creative and very bold. I mean, you're, you're, you're going into something that has been largely put on the back burner, which is the metaverse. And we've seen, you know, and, and maybe, maybe this is a brilliant pivot for you, Spotty, because we saw the value of a lot of that metaverse land plummet. And maybe you bought the dip here. And maybe if this thing revives, uh, this, this could prove to be an incredible, incredible move for you. I want to kick it to Jenko because I know he's got questions. Jenko's a big fan and, and definitely respects what you do in this space. So Jenko, I want to give you a chance to pitch some questions to, uh, the King. What's up, Spotty? No, all of that makes a lot of sense. I don't know where to dive in. Um, my mind always goes to, you said you started 2021. You were the first person to talk intellectual property and NFTs. And if anyone listens to this recording or is in the room, it, it, it really shouldn't, you know, you have this goofy persona, but your, your market kind of intuition and kind of just, just intellect, you were spot on talking about, and I remember the conversations we had on, on whatever app it was, um, Clubhouse or this or whatever. Um, and now it's become a huge part of the space, a big part of every NFT strategy, a big part of our legal litigation world. The trademark and patent offices are kind of commenting and, and reorganizing their rules. And uh, so I want to give you credit there. You think is the metaverse the next thing? Where else? What? What? Where else is it? Are you going there as a business decision? Are you going there as Spotty the rapper? Are you going there to like map out a blueprint that can be repeated for other artists? Is it like an individual bullish investment, or is it like that's where I want to be because it's best for you individually? Is it a play on the metaverse, or is it a, a Spotty play? Well, I think it's all of the above. You know, I mean, I, I've i been a fan of Decentraland for a long time. I also, owned, I, I also own other deeds. You know, I own much less land in the sandbox and I own a, a very small amount of land in crypto voxels. Like I've, I've actually built in crypto voxels. Uh, like I, that, that's where I have my only metaverse venue currently. Um, so I, like I'm bullish on the metaverse in general. I just think right now it's way too oversold and overslept on, you know, and, um, it's super risky. Like I am, it is part of it is a personal, like I'm really interested in this and I'm willing to be, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. Um, I definitely didn't need to buy 95 parcels. You know, I didn't need to buy 95 parcels, but I was able to get the, <laughs> so the laugh emoji is like, yeah, I mean, no, I, you don't need to buy not, Like I could have rented land. I could have built something smaller. I could have collaborated with somebody that has something existing. Um, but the truth is I, I, I saw an opportunity because uh, I was able to get this land like below market value because there was a large landowner that was doing a public sale and, and there they, basically a lot of, a lot of supply came on the market, which is a big risk uh, because that can happen. Like there's a lot of land in the central land and not a lot of it is being used. So buying the land, that is not something uh, that I needed to do. And that is probably beyond uh, a, a, being a rational, uh, you know, disciplined investor. Uh, that's like, I, I want to do this. I want to build it the way I want to build it. I don't want anybody telling me fuck all about, you know, like uh, rent or like, Oh, I got to get off their land or I got to move. It's like, no, it's decentraland. It's decentralized. I'm doing my festival and I want to build it with the community. Anybody that wants to collaborate, we're going to collaborate and we're going to work on it together. And anybody that doesn't, they can attend. 
as, as uh, fans because it's happening regardless. And that's really why I bought the land, just to make sure that it happens. Um, and I think that Decentraland's just really special because uh, it really is decentralized. So like I can build Spotty Land and maybe it won't become a big revenue stream. You know, maybe it'll just be a part of, you know, uh, a, a historic, uh, what is it? A, t- a technological uh, artifact, you know, uh, in, in, in time, but it'll be there and I'll own it and I'll be able to update it and do what I want. And I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. And I guess at this point, what's gotten me uh, where I've had the most success over the past two years is where I just really believed in something, saw potential, had a vision and was having fun with it. And that's what this is. That's awesome. And I want to, I want to, um, I want to maybe open up to some folks, but what's your process when you say like you have an answer and it seems like you've thought through it and it seems like you've contemplated kind of the different options and the decision tree. What's your day like? Do you get up in the morning and like sit at a desk and say like, I need to be working now let's or are you like on a beach thinking about it like how does spotty operate well i'm on a decentraland beach uh on 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 my uh no i'm talking about you no i'm kidding i'm kidding um okay well also okay also one thing i forgot to say also is like part of my bullishness on the metaverse is like people is is people are bearish on the metaverse because Meta, because Mark Zuckerberg and Meta got like too bullish on the metaverse. And to me, we've like pendulumed way too far uh, in, in, in on the on the negative end, on the bearish end. And it's like, OK, maybe Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know what he's doing, even though he's been talking about eyewear. He's been ta- he's been saying that everything Facebook was doing was toward a vision of smart eyewear since like I remember talking to brands and agencies about this back in like, it must've been 2017 at their developer conference or whatever it's called. He was talking about that in 2017 and maybe he's wrong. Maybe he's totally wrong. Maybe, maybe Apple's wrong too, you know, but I'm just, I'm, I, I'm having so much fun with it that I'm not willing to bet against and think like, you know what? It's probably, they're probably really just totally wrong. I just, I just think they're building for this. I think Decentraland is also they're building for VR, like they have a VR client. So that's something I forgot when you asked me about my rationale, my thought process. No, that um, makes perfect sense. So I like that, that it, it aligns for you personally. It aligns for the, the narrative and the community you've built. It aligns kind of for your macro um, and industry vision. And DCL has a thriving music community. A, 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 it's not huge. It's not a, it's not a ton of people. But music. They were is the a, first to have like concerts and raves and bar music bars. It was it was fun. And press. If you Google Metaverse Music Fest, if you Google Metaverse Fashion Week, if you if you Google Decentraland, writers, editors, artists, you know, brands. They had Adidas, Gucci, DKNY, Tommy Tommy Hilfiger. They had all sorts of brands at Fashion Week. Those installations are still up, you know. So. Yeah, that doesn't disappear. That that connection, that corporate connection, that that stuff can right. be easily revived if they if they turn some cash off for the short term. Exactly. Relationships and infrastructure still there. That's that's exactly. brilliant. How'd you come up? With, was that like walking on the beach? Was that like how? What's the process? Because this is a serious business. You're the CEO of. Mm-hmm. How do you? do it and still kind of produce creatively okay so the idea was uh you know it's been something you think about like maybe doing our own thing festival concert but it really came into focus after fashion week uh because we we had a really great experience working with the foundation and working with the guy and team uh and our partners yasha and amanda on our fashion week performance um and so from there, we started talking about it. We start, we approached the foundation, told them we were thinking about it and uh, asked them if we could send them a proposal as a draft, you know, to get feedback before we submitted it publicly, which is the election that you're talking about. The, the, the proposal is actually live right now. Um, if you happen to own mana or any Decentraland assets, uh, and if you happen to own them when we publish the proposal on July 6th, then you can actually vote for it. You can check it out at alltimehighfest.com. We have a fun little hype video there too. You can check out at all time 
uh, alltimehighfest.com. I think I might've said it wrong earlier. Um, but anyways, you know, my day to day right now is literally, um, I hate to say it, but it, man, it's really political. It's really, I, I've never submitted a Dow grant proposal before. If you've never done it, like, man, it's like a learning, a learning process. You learn a lot by doing it. I think anybody that has an idea that, you know, you think there's a DAO that, that might be interested in, in your idea. It is a good exercise to submit a proposal and go through that, go through that. Um, and, and what we've learned is that, um, it's really effective and powerful to like be engaging with the community as much as possible from the moment your proposal goes live. In fact, I wish we had started sort of communicating even bef our intentions and our goals, even before we published the proposal, but we published on the 6th. Uh, we did a AMA uh, Twitter space on Thursday of last week, uh, which Bun joined, which was really cool, really fun to make the announcement. And uh, we did another one last night where we announced that uh, a metaverse icon named Tang Poco, who was uh, one of the official um, spokespeople for Metaverse Fashion Week, she's joined our team as a curator. And uh, we've also added Shelly Van, who runs the True Band Room and has produced hundreds, I think over 600, all live concerts uh, for the True Band Room in Decentraland. So we've been opening up conversation with the community, getting feedback uh, and figuring out like who are the best partners in Decentraland with the most experience that we can on board and, and help uh, make this as great as possible. So that's been the last eight days and uh, we're, we're seeing some good traction and, and the community is really getting behind it and using these first two weeks, uh, which we have another week left of the vote to get as much feedback as possible. Once we have the results of the grant proposal, then we'll have a lot more information to work with. We'll understand if we have the budget that we're looking for in order to do a four day festival of all live music. Um, that would be me and Bun each headlining and then booking two other headliners, uh, ideally major artists that are excited to actually engage with the Decentraland community before, during, and after the festival, not just the biggest name we can get to send us a couple ad-lib you know, audio tracks shouting out Decentraland uh, from their yacht, and then everything is automated and pre-recorded. That's not what we're looking to deliver. We're looking to deliver a really cool experience intimate live performances with a couple bigger headliners uh, as well as me and bun and give a lot of Decentraland artists that have been grinding, you know, doing shows week in week out, give them an opportunity to open for a national act and get paid to do it. And that, that's what, you that's what the focus. proposal, that's what the proposal is all. You know, I came in because I saw a problem. I saw that, in these DAOs, and you see it, you see it with the board apes, you see it with the, the apes DAO, you see it with all kinds of DAOs. First of all, there's only a couple functioning DAOs, <laughs> you know, like, like people throw stones at this or that DAO and it's like, man, there's not a lot of DAOs that are even doing shit, you know? So um, I, I have a ton of respect for the Decentraland DAO. I have a ton of respect for the foundation. Um, and same goes for, you know, some of these other DAOs. But one thing I noticed is that entertainment is key in the metaverse. We know this. Uh, I believe video, I believe gaming and music are the 1A, 1B opportunities for immediate uh, entertainment in the metaverse. And sometimes you see proposals go through and sometimes they get passed where people are doing really great things, you know, throwing events or uh, owning and operating venues and things like that. And they're funded by a proposal or they're funded by a grant. And there may or may not be a budget for the actual artists that are going to come to the event and work and put on the actual entertainment. And that to me is a big, big problem. You know, like I've played a lot of free shows. I think every artist probably has, has been asked to play free shows. And sometimes you do it depending on what the opportunity is and where you're at in your journey. I've played a lot of free shows in my life. Um, and I just think that in web three, when it comes to events that are funded by a DAO like Decentraland, I feel like we have an opportunity to set a standard. And that's why our budget, more than 50% of the budget is for talent and artists. Um, and we also have a healthy marketing budget, you know, that we're asking for to make sure people hear about what we're actually doing. Um, but, you know, we're not asking for money to buy land. We're not asking for money to build out the land. 
um, we, we are already doing that and, and really just want to do something great for the community with that land uh, in a way that will bring in new talent, bring in new audiences and shine a spotlight on the, the music community that's already flourishing there. You're on fire, Spotty. I'm going to go to the audience. Do you mind a, a, a question from our friend Elizabeth? She's still learning Web3, she always says, although she, I think she's been here longer than most of us and knows more than she lets on. Um, you cool with that? I appreciate the time today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Elizabeth, what's up? Hi, thank you. Okay, so I actually have a legal question or a question that relates to the law because you and you said you mentioned, you know, leasing out other people's land and then having to get permission and all of that stuff. When I first came into this space, in my head, you know, I was thinking about when I thought of um sorry, like the other side had just launched was like the the hundred million dollars in gas had been eaten up and got sparked my attention just generally generally um so i thought about though like do does real real property law apply in the in the metaverse or is it personal property because it's like a computer item like how how does that part work when we're trying to determine like and this is so off topic i'm sorry if can we do it we don't want to bring legal into it because you've talked about a lot of great things but i was just curious if anybody has thoughts on on how what what legal analysis goes down when you have disputes over land in the metaverse? You know that whole like tree fell in my on my metaverse lawn or your metaverse lawn. That's super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You're crazy. Um, we'll we'll revisit it. I don't know. There's like like it's okay. Sorts of ways to answer it. I think that the websites kind of govern their their terms, as Ira always points out. Spotty, do you have that? I think it leads to a question of Spotty. Have you had any instance as a landowner for, for the last couple of years where any dispute or unique situation has come up? Because a lot of times lawyers jump to think about like fringe cases and sometimes like they can't exist and it's, and it's, you're spinning your wheels. Like, like, has anything uh, come up as a landowner in the metaverse um, or even as a content producer in any way in the metaverse um, crossed okay, so, over with your legal that's unique? OK, so when it comes to like property law or real property law, I haven't had any issues like like that that are like correlate or, you know, analogous in the metaverse. But me personally, but the if you research the history of the Decentraland DAO, there is a lot of interesting history. Uh, like there's a there's a great there's point. All, so there's all these different districts in De- in Decentraland. Um, the district where Spottyland is located is interesting for its own nuanced ways. Like technically, actually, I don't own the land. I own a deed to the land that uh, gives me you know, full rights to its usage um, in perpetuity. And if the district ever dissolves, then the ownership of the land reverts back. Does it inure to your heirs and the signs in the same way? I'm, I like, <laughs> see, see, this is why I need a lawyer. This is a great yeah, question. Each, each world is, that's what world building is in a gamified way on top of, so like, it's not just world building as a game, it's world building with a, you know, a commerce aspect or a real world aspect that is the metaverse. So they get to build their own rules. And just like the other side has deeds and what does that deed mean, et cetera, et cetera. And then like, you know, inheritance law applies to the NFT or the, the and that was my next, so, I mean, that was the next thing I was going to say. Cause... Kind of question, Elizabeth, I didn't mean to kind of be dismissive. <laughs> it was just no, I... funny how your timing is so consistently how it is, I guess. Well, but always but, thanks for joining. Yeah, so oh. thank you, Scotty. I've, or Spotty, I've really enjoyed this. I, I'm, yeah, thanks for, thanks for all the, the, what is that called? The enthusiasm. I'm so tired. All right, I'll, I'll save oh, you. for sure. But Spotty's done his 10,000 hours in the, me- in the metaverse, and he's done his 10,000 hours, like, in the mechanical producer's room, like, before there was a Web3. And he's done his 10,000 hours, like, marketing and selling. So that Venn diagram of things kind of puts you in a unique position. Before I kick it back over to Carlo, is there anything from a 
marketing point of view that you're seeing that you don't like in web three or you're seeing that's underutilized broadly outside of music and, and metaverse i love that you're taking advantage of the dow opportunities is there a marketing um and and you built this whole campaign around it which many proposals are just a tweet where do you see marketing coming into play um in this nft world uh, well, thank you first. You know, one thing I will say is like, it always confuses me when like, like just making a simple explainer video or a promo video can go so far. Like we did that in, in with my, my, my first album in 2021, like we made an explainer video because it was, you know, there were some mechanics with the drop that were easier to explain, you know, with a voiceover and stuff like that. Um, and you just don't see that that much. And people are kind of easily impressed. You know, like you put out a video and people are like, holy shit, they made a video. You know, it's like so I think that's that's the one thing we did that for this as well. If you go to alltimehighfest.com, you can see my little pitch, uh, you know, promo elevator pitch. Um, and, all, you know, one thing I've been trying to talk about more, too, is like and like shout out to all the artists in the room. You know, I see Ed Balloon in the room. Uh, I see Dave Satan in the room and, and a lot of other folks and just want to say, like, if you haven't checked out Decentraland, there is a thriving music scene there. There are people there every day of the week going to dance parties with DJs performing, uh, going to, you know, singer songwriter, you know, live other performers and musicians, see them sing, rap, whatever they're doing um, every day, every single day. And I would say to me, the and I just tweeted this today, actually, one of the best investments in the metaverse I think anybody, any artist can make is for a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars. You know, I had a spotty avatar made for Decentraland, or we call, they call it a skin, a spotty skin. Um, and for maybe fifty or sixty dollars, I got spottywifi.dcl, which is your 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 username slash your account name slash. It also lets you build your own world and invite up to a hundred people to it without owning any land. So I would say those two things right there. Like if you, to me as a musician, it's an it's a relatively untapped thing. Like Decentraland is a micro community within a micro community. And I think there's a huge potential for a lot of Web3 artists that have done a tremendous job building their name and, and reputation and, and their craft uh, and, and getting it out to the broader Web3 audience. I think it's a huge opportunity for a few hundred bucks. And then you just invest some time, go to some parties, have fun. Have you have it on your side screen while you're doing work, you know, have bust some moves, have some emotes going where you're dancing. And, you know, then you got your emails that you're sending on your other screen, like and you meet people and you, you will find new supporters like quickly. So that, that's something I'm big on. That's something that I want the festival to do is be able to platform indie artists that have been grinding in Decentraland. Also introduce Web3 artists that have been grinding in Web3, introduce them to the Decentraland community and vice versa and get them onboarded. You know, make it a sticky platform where we've got a booth, you know, near the stage where you can go real quick, uh, get set up with your .dcl name. You know, we can connect you, do matchmaking with wearables designers, with skin and avatar designers and builders and things like that. But I, that's where I would start. If I was an artist thinking metaverse specifically, um, and that's very niche, but if I was thinking metaverse specifically, I would get an avatar and lock down your name and just start spending time and building relationships. That is what I'm talking thanks about. Thanks a lot, man. Yo, thanks a lot for joining. I really appreciate every opportunity I get to speak to to you, man. You're really um, somebody to watch and mimic and learn from. I hope your endeavors are successful. I really think that your biggest product is just kind of the roadmap you've given others. So thanks a lot, and you kind of open source that from day one. Uh, Carlo, take it, take it from here. Kind of retroactively, we'll splice in the disclaimer. I don't think we gave any legal advice. But, Spotty, again, thanks a lot, man. Um, Ed and others, Ash, Matt, thanks for joining. Carlo, um, enjoy. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Nothing we're talking about here is legal or financial advice. Um, Spotty, that's what I brought you on. I, I knew there was going to be a nugget there. I knew there was going to be something that was going to be actionable in what you're doing. And, and that is amazing amazing advice for anyone who's looking to break into the industry. But I will say one thing about these avatars, they better be really super fast moving voxels if they're going to keep up with Ed's moves. Because if you've ever seen Ed 
<laughs> those avatars are going to have their hands full trying to keep up with his moves. But I love, I love the notion and the idea of claiming and spending some time. And I love the idea of doing open mic in the metaverse. I think that's an amazing way for a young artist to, to get some attention and get some traction and to test their music, to see what their micro audience could be and the, and the possibilities there. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, Spotty, because it's something that's top of mind right now. AI and what it's doing to the music business. We see that various sectors of the, of the film industry are on strike. Screenwriters, you know, they have unions, they can organize. Musicians don't necessarily, I, I think, have that same uh, ability to unify and, and resist. You're, you're practical. You understand technology is always evolving. How are you absorbing AI and what it can do to the creative process? Are you thinking about AI? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I think a lot of people are thinking about it in music as like, you know, I, I could make uh, I could make a mixtape of all feet. You know, I, I could make the Ed Balloon collab album, the unauthorized, Ed, you know, Ed Balloon collab album, or the, un, the unauthorized, you know, um, Cindy Lauper, anybody, anybody's voice I can imagine, you know, uh, collab album. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens with that and the ability of, of somebody to protect their voice. You know, I don't know if that's like a right to privacy thing or, or something or like uh, I, I just don't even know how, how if how that will be protected, if it will be protected. But I think it will be protected at some point, your voice. And I'm not a producer. I'm not like a hands on keyboard producer, hands on, uh, you know, the the the, the dash uh producer. So if I was a producer, I would probably be doing that shit. Cause I think it's, it's really cool and really fun. Uh, but it's just, ha I haven't had anybody approach me and be like, yo, do you want to do a song with, um, you know, Jay-Z's voice? And, uh, if, if, when that happens, I'll probably have a lot of fun with it, but I've been using AI more so to develop ideas. Like I'm building this cyberpunk theme park and I have a builder and, and I have my partner Stefan and, you know, I'll use mid journey to go in there and just come up with, visuals that like oh this could be cool you know this is like a cool looking ferris wheel or this is a cool looking castle you know things like that i've done some artwork that was inspired you know where like okay i know i want to have for for drink ain't free which is a song I put out a while a little while ago knew i wanted the artwork to feel like a futuristic like cyberpunk type of bar so did some mid-journey exploring to kickstart that like mood board or thought process and then, you know, at the Fashion Week performance I did for Meta Metaverse Fashion Week, that was pre-recorded, and we did some AI um, filters or overlays. I, I don't remember what I don't know what the technical term is for it, but a lot of AI effects. Same with the the By the Dips music video. So it's been more like visuals for me uh, than actually AI music. But I'm open to it and want to want to explore more. I just. I think part of me is like, since I'm not a producer and I see a lot of people focusing there, I think that was also a thing where like, you know what, the metaverse is just kind of more, I'd rather, I'm, I'm kind of more interested in the metaverse right now than, than AI music. That may end up being a big mistake, but it's just where my, my instincts and my time were drawn to. I think a place to look when it comes to AI is the, the leaps and strides that they are making in sampling. I think there's a toolkit there that's coming together very fast as far as generating very unique samples and artists used to piece these things together from existing tracks. And now it seems like you can, you can spin these things up organically. And of course we still have to deal with the copyright implications and we have to deal with the training of these, of these prompts because, you know, the inputs, uh, so as far as I'm seeing right now, Spotty, the inputs are not letting you really specifically mention artists, but the question that remains, I think, and that's a big question for the space is what are they training on to learn how to create all these out of thin air, unique loops? And, and, and where is that going to go as far as the future and, and what rights you have to use this stuff commercially? So yeah, definitely interesting and uncharted stuff. So here's another question for you. You've got this vote coming up on the 20th. I, you've, you've obviously put a lot into this. If the vote doesn't go your way, what's the plan for the parcels? You're still going to push on and do it and sort of bootstrap it? 
Oh yeah, so so I should clarify like Spotty Land is happening and the festival is happening with or without a grant. The grant and 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 I'm built I bought the land and I'm building the land almost entirely personally. Uh the the purchase of the land is done. I did that. The building of the land I'm doing our grant has a small allocation, I think like f- maybe 10 grand for uh potential customizations of builds like we're bringing in tank poco who's gonna curate uh, a stage for us so we will probably make it like the dollhouse stage for her something like that so there will be some customizations funded by the grant potentially but the land purchase and 90 percent of the development of what you will see at the festival i'm i'm doing personally because that's spotty land and that's happening no matter what if we get the grant then we'll be able to have a lot more customizations and a lot more prizes for wearables because it is a gamified experience and other other sorts of prizes. We'll be able to bring in the best talent we can afford with that budget, uh, which means we'll be able to bring in two additional headliners beyond Bun and myself. That's how we get to a four-day, four-night festival of all live music. If we don't get the grant, all that means is that the festival will be scaled down. The festival will happen. It will happen in Spottyland. But it'll probably be two days max. You know, me opening the opening night, Bun. I'm sorry, me me probably headlining the opening night, Bun headlining the final night, and then you know we'll we'll come together and figure out a budget for openers and and some other things. Um, and there's always the potential for sponsors and partners, although we're not really looking to rely on that in this climate. Um, but it's happening. It'll just be uh, scaled down if we don't get the grant. That's what I like to hear. I love it. I, I'm glad that you are going to pursue this regardless of what happens with the grant. Um, I'm, I'm bullish on what you're trying to do. I think it's a great innovative way to create a Web3 venue for music, which I think is lacking right now. You know, you can buy the NFT, you can listen to the music, but to be in an immersive situation where you can experience firsthand with the artist, uh, the performance of that music, I think is something that is, I have to agree, largely slept on, uncharted ground, and very, very excited to see where this goes for you, Spotty. To everyone who joined us today, thank you so much. Spotty, I'm glad we got to do a take two with you and talk about this. There's a lot of spaces going on right now out there. Uh, at, At my last glance, I think I see 20 spaces in my feed and I'm bullish on the fact that I think people are, are starting to come back to crypto and NFTs. I think we're starting to see a little bit of a turn here, and I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm delighted for what you're doing. I wish you all the best with the vote. Um, to everyone who joined us, thank you so much. Make sure, if you're not following Spotty, to give a follow. And Spotty, we will definitely stay tuned for more on this you are always welcome, of course, to jump into the conversation. We love having you in the space. So, so thank you, Spotty. No, thank you guys for everything you're doing. This is a great space, and uh, I really appreciate you sharing the platform. It's always good to catch up with you guys. And on the subject of sharing, I want to say that there are a lot of spaces going on, including Coinbase is dropping a big one right now, talking about their latest victory uh, lap as far as relisting XRP and all that and what that means for tokens. I know there's a lot of attention in that area right now. So if you miss this now, it will be up soon, available on Apple and Spotify podcast. So you can give a listen back later. If you missed it, I'll definitely shoot you links to that spotty. So you can uh, spread that around as well. Jenko always love having these talks with you. I hope everyone has Thanks, a wonderful guys. Friday and a great weekend. Thanks for joining Elizabeth. Yeah, great show. Peace Thanks. buddy.